coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I think that a lot of times the thought is I've never been divorced or I've never had a, so I don't know what to do. I don't know. So you mediator tell me or so my response to that is you do though. Hello, and welcome to the divorce and beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Welcome back to this special two-part episode of Divorce and Beyond with my friend and colleague, Kimberly Cook. In part one, Kim and I talk about why she made the change from litigation to mediation and why it's important that we have more diversity in dispute resolution. She also got us started with some great do's and don'ts for having a successful mediation. So if you have not listened to part one yet, I strongly urge you to go and listen to Monday's episode before you listen to this one. We don't want you to miss one tidbit of her excellent advice. One of mediation's hallmarks is what you were just talking about. It really can be crafted to suit what your family needs as you transition through the process. Yes, yes, very much so. You know, there's this idea, I think, just, and it comes from litigation that everybody kind of follows a mold and it has to follow the same path. And mediation is very different from that, right? It is uniquely tailored to your family. So maybe we start with parenting issues in one family, maybe we do financial, or maybe, you know, somewhere in between, but every family has different issues and, you know, unique approaches. And so the great thing about mediation is that it's not cookie cutter approach because the outcome really is based on how you drive the outcome. But the process too is really kind of dictated by the participants and the mediator is really there to kind of help facilitate that. Um, and so I think that that certainly is the benefit. But with that, I think, you know, the don't assume that your spouse won't mediate goes along with that. Because I think there are a lot of people who immediately think about the, oh, I was fi- I served with the divorce papers or we're talking about divorce. So let's go lawyer up and we're immediately going to court. The reality of it is maybe ask, maybe consider saying, you know, I've heard about mediation or, uh, you know, someone told me about mediation or maybe we should look into mediation. And that's whether or not you have a lawyer. You certainly, not all mediations require um, an attorney. You're going to want to certainly check with the mediator you're working with or um, where you live, but you can certainly explore the opportunity before you um, kind of head off into the, oh, 
we've got to, we've got to litigate. So I think don't assume that your spouse will not agree to mediate without first asking. The other thing with that is maybe your spouse is interested in mediating for a whole host of reasons. Maybe they're interested in saving money. Maybe they're interested in getting things done sooner rather than later. Maybe they are someone who's non-confrontational and feel better about being able to dialogue and communicate and have a conversation in a setting that is not, you know, positional. So certainly communicate, ask about it before assuming that, you know, we're going to, you know, haul off and um, go down the litigation route um, at, at the very beginning, because not all divorces have to start that way in, in that process. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad you talked about this because I have heard this from people over and over again. I love the idea of mediation, but I know my spouse won't do it. Yeah. And when I say, did you ever ask? Have you talked to them about it? It's usually no. Right. Or it's, well, I did, but they immediately said no, so I just dropped it. Or they'd already hired an attorney, so I just didn't bring it up. And one of the things I think is really important for people to know is whatever your reasons are, for going to mediation, they may be very different from what might incentivize your spouse to go. But there's usually, there's so many benefits to mediation. Something is bound to strike your spouse as a good idea, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You know, absolutely. The other thing that I, I want to really kind of make sure that people really understand and give voice to, and I say all the time, mediation is not just for couples who can already communicate well or already get along or kumbaya, you know, that's not, that is not. And and I think a lot of people go into the process or don't really explore the process because their thought is we are, we don't communicate. We don't get along. You know, everything is acrimonious. It is the process for that. Even high conflict and specifically high conflict cases benefit from mediation because you have a trained professional who is helping to facilitate the conversation and communicate in ways that allow for a dialogue to meet the needs and interests of everyone. So, you know, it's not just, oh, we already have agreed to, you know, five different things and we just want to make sure that um, we didn't miss anything. Not everybody who comes to mediation is in that space. And that makes me think, Susan, a minute ago when you said, about starting out as a mediator and and the the thought of oh you know this is going to you know be on some level you know kind of easier than litigation i would say you're in the belly of the beast right you're right in the middle of the conflict and so being able to navigate that and help people through that certainly takes a different skill set but uh but no it is by no means all the you know let's sit around and we're all you know exchanging niceties in some in some cases it you know there are but it, i would say uh in most cases it's it's really helping you know individuals who don't communicate well through through the process in that way um however Keep in mind, the mediator is not your judge, right? So don't expect the mediator to be a judge or to take your side. Mediator is a neutral. 
And I think it's really, really important to keep that in mind. Um, They are a neutral and they have no skin in the game. Um, I've often find myself, you know, reminding people along the way, I'm asking questions because I'm trying to get information, not because I'm taking a side or not because, you know, I'm giving any validation to one point or another, but I think it would be helpful to get more information and to better understand so that we can work through this. But the mediator truly is the mediator and a neutral, but different than a judge being a neutral, right? A judge is a neutral, but a judge is also the decision maker. A mediator is here to help you facilitate an agreement, but they're not making the the decision, whereas a judge, whereas a judge is. So keeping in mind that, you know, don't expect the mediator to be the decision maker for you. Um, You know, we're neutrals and, you know, we're Switzerland waving that, that, you know, white flag, like, hey, wife. But it's so true because it's easier almost, right, to let somebody else make the decisions until you get a decision you don't like. And then you're going to wish you didn't let someone else do it. But (laughs) I, I love that because we are Switzerland. We are there to help you. To, so that you make the agreements. I love that. That's right. But, That's right. you know, one of the things I was, this makes me think of too is um, because people have sort of, you talked about it earlier, just sort of they think that there's a process to mediation that's just going to happen like magic. And when we were talking about some of these do's and don'ts, you and I at the top of our list had the same one, I think. Yes. Um, so what's your big do? The big do, I feel like we should have like a drum roll. Drum roll. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's prepare, prepare, prepare. I can't say it enough. I and, and I think that a lot of time the thought is I've never been divorced or I've never had a, so I don't know what to do. I don't know. So you mediator, tell me or t-. so my response to that is, You do though, right? You know how you feel about a schedule. You know what you would like to see the holidays look like on a going forward. You know on some level your income and your expenses or how things really worked in your marriage or in your relationship. And so at a minimum, when you're going to mediation, have those things kind of written down and organized in a way that you can work through them. So whether that's, okay, I don't know, you know, my kid's school schedule just yet, but here's what I do know. For the last three years, they went to this school and we had two weeks of winter break and summer was June through August. You know, at least have the, what I'm going to call kind of the basic day-to-day information available. And then what would you like to see? What are your positions or what are your thoughts? What are your proposals, right? Like that's, you know, what are you wanting to offer up or to discuss? Because the mediator is there again to facilitate the conversation, but is not there to say, well, I recommend this schedule for you based on, you know, their experience with other families. So, absolutely prepare. Preparing may also look like working with your lawyer or working with your accountant to at least get an understanding of, all right, we prepared our tax returns. 
here's my income for the last couple of years so that I have a working knowledge of, you know, what our finances look like. Preparation may also include, we're thinking about listing the house, but here's the timing. We don't, you know, maybe know um, how much we're going to list it for, but we, we both know we're not staying here. So those type of things, but absolutely prepare, 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 because that's, you're going to get the most, I think, bang for your buck. Because if you spend the first session really kind of having the mediator say, well, okay, how many kids do you have? What is their spring? All of those things that you could have, you know, really come to the table by saying, here's just generally an outline of who we are and what we have going. Certainly, I think will be helpful for you. So number one thing to do is to prepare for mediation and throughout mediation. So by extension, you have session one, And if during session one, there were questions about how much your income or your bonus for this year, or what's the health insurance numbers, do the homework. You have to do the homework. This is your life. These are your decisions. So prepare for mediation, prepare during mediation, and I would even say after mediation, because you want to make sure that you review any memorandum of understanding Let's make sure that everything that we agreed to is covered and then transitioning it to turning them into the final documents um, that can be entered. So prepare, prepare, prepare. That's huge. That's the that's the big one. You have to do it. It it really is. (laughs) And I love that you mentioned know what you want because so many people, and I'm going to add a don't in here. When your mediator looks to you and wants to know what it is you want about some issue, don't say, I just want what's fair. Yes. Yes. Because, right, you hear it all the time. All the time. Do you know what my response is? My response to that, so what is fair? Thank you. Right? right? Like what is fair? Because what's fair for you may not be fair for someone else. So what is fair? And if what you're saying is, you know, 50-50, then say that. Or what if what you're saying is, I actually want 100% of my retirement account, then say that. But I agree with you. You know, don't say, well, I, you know, what is fair? Or the, I want what, you know, other people have had. What's, what's the standard? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know yeah. what the standard is. There isn't a standard, right? There are guidelines depending on your state, you, which you can reference. But, you know, everything can be worked through and figured out in, in mediation, which goes to the mediation is about problem solving and not position. So if you're coming to mediation saying, well, I just want what the law says, and that's the only thing I'm going to accept, then my response may be, well, this may not be the process for you because we are trying to find solutions in ways that allow us to work through them that may be different than what a judge would do. Right. And by the way, we don't know what a judge is going to do. (laughs) We've spent God knows how many hours in courtrooms listening to what judges do And I can tell you right now, I don't know what a judge is going to do the next time I walk into a courtroom. Oh, listen, you can be in the same courtroom and hear the exact or very similar argument and get one result in the morning and get another result in the afternoon. And so I would say to you, not only 
we don't know, your lawyer doesn't know either. They're doing their very best to argue on your behalf and it might just depend. And, and so, yes, I would say that the benefit of mediation certainly is you know the outcome, right? You're, you're, <laughs> we're not rolling the dice here with the, is the judge in a bad mood? Did the judge get in you know, a fight with his or her spouse this morning? You know, Did a new ruling come down that's going to flip everything on its head? So yes, yes, no. There's no guarantees in litigation um, that uh, people need to really, really understand that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It made me think of it because I we hear it uh, because the the uh, add on don't to don't say I want what's fair is don't say I want what I'm entitled to yes. because that's just as bad, right? The, yes. the two of them kind of go together in my mind. Who they, knows what you're entitled to? That, that's right. That's right. But so then I would add the do to that. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, top divorce attorney and mediator, Kimberly Cook, in part two of the critical do's and don'ts for mediating your divorce. It's not a magic bullet. It takes work and real work. Um, We're working through difficult and intimate issues. And, you know, there will be times when it's tough. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Older Billionaires Can Afford to Get Divorced, But Can You? with leading divorce financial expert, Lily Vasilev. So in these billionaire divorces where they have the luxury of the finances on the side, are we talking about the quality of their lives? Do they need to do something that they're not feeling fulfilled about doing at the moment? Now, gray divorce is not the same across demographics. It hits a lot of older couples much harder. And now we return to today's show. Right. So don't say what's fair. Don't say what I'm entitled to. Do come in with an open mind. Come in open to suggestions, open to listening, open to being creative and really digging deep and trying to problem solve. And maybe what that looks like is just throwing things out there for brainstorming and we get things down and we talk things through because you never know the one thing that you thought, oh, they'll never accept that might be the very thing they accept. And so come in with an open mind and be willing to move through the process in a way that is not kind of constrained by the well, this is what the court says, or this is what has to be done. So certainly coming in open mind, I think that's, that's certainly, that's a big, big do for me. Oh, that's, <laughs> I, 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 it's actually critical because not to sound like we have magic wands or anything, but that's where the magic happens yes. in a mediation room. It's when people do, move to being creative, to having an open mind, to trying to come up with some way where both you and your spouse can get as much of what is important to you each. That's right. That's where the magic happens. That's right. That's right. That's and and to that, you know, you've you've said the word magic. I would say it's not a magic bullet. It takes yeah. work and real work. Um, we're working through 
difficult and intimate issues. And, you know, there will be times when it's tough. And so, you know, coming in with the ability to say, all right, I recognize that this is going to be a process. I recognize that maybe we have, between the two of us, tried to figure this out. And I know that this is going to be a sensitive topic. However, we're going to really try to push through. Give the process the ability to work. So having that sense of, I recognize it's not a magic bullet. It's going to take more than 10 minutes to resolve all of these issues. <laughs> you know, it might take us 10 minutes to even get everybody, you know, on the same page as to what an issue is. is. <laughs> or more than that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So knowing that it is truly a process, but being open to the process and willing to work through it will certainly be beneficial, I think. Well, it absolutely will be beneficial, as will this episode. I have to tell you, I'm so excited about this episode because I think the information that you just gave is going to be so helpful for people. This is the real stuff. And let me all just tell you, you know, Kim obviously is a skilled and and fantastic mediator. I train mediators and (laughs) everything that I'm hearing is like just, ah! to my ears. I'm like, oh man, this girl knows what she's doing. This is amazing. Listen, I am so appreciative of you saying that because you are like the master trainer and you're, you know, you've like written the code for how this works and this process. And so to hear that from you, uh, you know, certainly means a lot. I, I, you know, will say working with families to get them from point A to point B through a difficult time has always been uh, what I would say my calling and my mission. And moving in a direction of mediation, so alternative dispute resolution, really was a natural progression. Um, You know, litigation for me worked when it worked. um, And I look fondly back on my time as as a litigator but I have now moved in this direction. And, and for me, I think by extension, it's a benefit to those who I'm able to serve in this way. So thank you very much for, for saying that. And, and, um, you know, it, uh, it's, it's a good time to be a mediator. I'll say that. (laughs) Oh, it's a wonderful time. And it's, it's wonderful for the world that mediation is really starting to come into its own in the, the family space. It's good for families. It's good for people. You know, it's, you say something that I've often said about that litigation time in my life. It was fun at times as a practitioner, yes. as you said, the adrenaline, the, the prep, the going in there and, and thinking on your feet and yes. using your skills. But when you turned and saw some of the havoc that could be wrought on families yes. and the damage, yes. that wasn't so fun. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, when I look back over the years, when I started practicing, and I hate to be one of those people, all those years ago when I... But when I, when I started practicing, most divorces at the time, maybe, you know, an outlier case, maybe a year, year and a half. Yeah. And now that's a fast-tracked case. And yeah. so, you know, just the overall, you know, courts are inundated, they're overwhelmed, and that's even before COVID. And now right. we've got, you know, court dockets that were shut down 
for months at a time. And so that means that families were not getting the relief that they needed in order to move forward and the backlog. And so when I look at how mediation has allowed me to help families even during COVID move forward and get things done in a way that gave them the ability to say, okay, we have walked through this and we can now move forward has just been, it's breathed life back into me. But yes, no, I mean, you know, anyone who knows me in Chicago knows that, you know, being in the courtroom, I enjoyed. Um, and uh, there there are days, I, I, will, I will say that I'm thinking, huh, maybe I would um, pick up a, a litigation case. And then I'm like, no. I, I'm just not. I, I, it's it's not for me anymore because I have found a way to really give voice to to participants in a way that gives me that same adrenaline feel, but gives them the lasting benefit that you know litigation just hasn't been able to and and isn't able to provide. Yeah. Well. I'm going to leave the mediation conversation right on that mic drop moment. Um, but I don't want to let us finish without talking about Grown Girl Divorce, Yay. Kim's podcast. Yes. So yes. I, you started it, you finished season one, which I think is is, is still in the archive, but season two is coming out soon. Season two is coming out soon. And, you know, I'm excited about it. You know, Grown Girl Divorce is certainly a labor of love for me. Um, you know, and we are going to get geared up to get season two uh, coming out shortly. So yes, please, please, please listen to the archived. Um, we are on all of the, the major networks. And so check us out and look for season two. Grown Girl Divorce is conversations between girlfriends talking about anything dealing with before, during, and after divorce in a way that we hope to be fun, um, but um, gives real information to get people through a really tough time. It's a great podcast. (laughs) I will link to it in the show notes so that people can find it. And I'll be sure to, when it's coming out, I'll make sure to get it out on my Instagram and everything so people know. Um, And it's wonderful. So Kim, these are going to be do's and don'ts that I really hope are going to help people get started or get through their journey and get through their mediation process, which as we've talked about is, is going to be so helpful to their family and give them something they can carry forward. If people want to speak to you some more, get some more information from you, what's the best way for them to do that? Great. So yes, check me out. I'm at Dovetail Conflict Resolution. My website um, is dovetailcr.com. You can find uh, me on Instagram at at Dovetail Resolution, as well as on Facebook. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn um, under Kimberly Johnson Cook. So certainly, you know, if I can be a resource to anyone through the mediation process, then, you know, I'm happy to, to do that in any way that I can. So thank you very much, Susan, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And for those who I can help, you know, look me up. I, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, she is. And she works on Zoom. So you can call Zoom. her from anywhere. So Kim, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. And I can't wait. This is going to be a special two-part episode. It's going to come out on Monday and Thursday. So if if you're listening to part one, stay tuned for Thursday and part two will be coming out then. 
you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.